Yeah, narrating and like narrating in that way. Like like, um, that sounds good, he said to himself slyly. <laughs> would you would you ever like uh like say that out loud in front of people? Yeah, no, I would that's what it would only be out loud. Like I would be would at you... dinner and be like, Can you pass the salt? He said impatiently. <laughs> like if he, yeah. <laughs> God. Is it? It's the most obnoxious thing I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> which is which is saying something. Because <laughs> yeah. I've gone through a lot of obnoxious eras. One of them definitely being, Tay Hey, <laughs> when I thought something was funny. Like, Tay Hey was pretty, uh, yeah. Okay. I see where this is going. You see where this Are is going. Are you going to get, but you're going to, you're going to get into, you're going to fall into like a, a pattern and then one day you're going to say something that you are thinking and you don't want to say out loud and then you say it out loud. Oh my god, like, <laughs> right, right, right. Like, I would be like, um, it's so good to see you. He lied to her face, like, and, like, shut up. someone's like, what? Like, we should get lunch, he said, fakely. Like, Rod, you're really right. acting weird. <laughs> like, 100%, I'm stressed out. <laughs> hey, you look really great tonight. I'm kidding. I'm he kid- kidded around. <laughs> he kidded. That's a beautiful dress, he said to a cow. Like, um, <laughs> Rod. <laughs> they're not even, like, they don't even really make sense. <laughs> like, yeah. like, no one would write that in a book. <laughs> you look good, he said to someone who should have been aborted 45 years ago, even though they're only 23. Like, wait, right. I'm not following. Um, good morning, America. This is episode... Yeah. Six, <laughs> episode 60... Three. 63. Good, good morning. Right. Should we rebrand our podcast and call it Good Morning America? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... Yeah, I think, I think we could do that. That I think that, taken. That's a good way to help the brand. I've always wanted to launch a company named J-Lo Industries. <laughs> because I think you have, the best way to build a brand is to literally hop on one that already exists. That's not a bad idea. You know what's funny is... Uh, like, I follow a bunch of, like, sports celebrities on Twitter because it's, mm-hmm. like, part of my job, right? Yeah. And uh, the best is when the best is when you can tell the people are following their fan accounts. Oh, how? Wait, how? Because they're, like, retweeting shit and, like, replying to stuff. <laughs> That's so like, embarrassing. <laughs> I'm like, Maria Sharapova, you're just following a bunch of Maria Sharapova fan accounts. That's... Right. Like, when her entire feed is, like, fan! Thanks, heart emoji, right. and she's like quoting yeah. a tweet that's like Maria Sharapova fan eighty six. Like, oh my god, it's so embarrassing. That's like so much. Yeah, that's I mean, so I guess extra. it's part of the part of the point to try to show love for your fans. But I just like to imagine her sitting there with just a, a feed of just a stuff how awesome she is. Totally, like her husband coming in, like Maria, it's three a.m. Please come to bed. She's like in the dark, her face illuminated by the glow of a computer. She's like looking at TweetDeck at all the yeah. fan accounts. Like not right yeah. now, John. Not right now. I need now. another picture of me and my dog. Yeah, like hand me that portfolio. Scan that. Like Maria, please. Didn't she get like kicked out of tennis? Yeah, she's like doing drugs. Yikes! Yeah. That's so brutal. It's a drug called meldonium. Oh no! What is? Why does she do it? Cause she's Russian, dude. Oh yeah, hot, hot take. What does that mean? Hot take. That's like the coldest take I've ever said. Cold like Russia a Russian almost soul. got. Dude, they almost the whole Russian fucking Olympic team almost got banned from the Olympics because of. Uh, oh, I see. You mean it's just part of like the sports culture of Russia? Yeah. 
Yikes, that's so brutal. How'd she go so long, though, without anyone well, calling her out? I think, well, to be fair, this drug was uh, legal until 2016, and then as soon as it would turn 2016, they, like, popped a bunch of people. Wait, that's so weird. That's so odd. Pretty sure that's what got her. Did they have it out for the Sheriff Hove? I mean, I don't know. Who cares? I don't really... You know how much of my time I think about Maria Sharapova? Um, approximately the six minutes you masturbate every morning, every afternoon, and every night, I'm assuming. No. No, it's been... I've only been thinking about Maria Sharapova for the last two and a half minutes out out of my past year, so... I don't have anything on my walls except for a poster of Maria Sharapova. She has a, a candy brand called Sugarpova. No. Are you kidding me? Where is it for sale? Like, Russia? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen it, but I don't know if it's, like, a tennis player's only candy, if it's, like, uh... Oh, my God, the niche. <laughs> enhances. Maybe it's filled with meldonium, and now oh. people are going to be all really great tennis players. That's, like, something that would be on 30 Rock. <laughs> like, Chief infuses right. it with the steroid and sells it. That's right. so intense. That's really dense. I know, honestly, like, that's what these sports stars should do. They should spin their scandals into, like, product. Because they, like, like Lance Armstrong should have, like, I don't even know, like, licorice. Like, like, licorice. He should have Lance Armstrong licorice. I know, dude. Donald Trump should totally, like, say a bunch of hateful stuff and then run for president. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. This is the world we live in now, where you can be evil and spin it to your advantage. That's called a segue. That was a segue. Drive right so. off a cliff, like the Segway creator did. Did you know that? Oh, he wait, but we're supposed to... Accident. Oh, right, he did. That's sad. It's not just sad. It's like, what on earth? <laughs> he had it coming, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He invented the most annoying thing. <laughs> <laughs> he literally saw a scooter and was like, I have an idea. I'm going to make this so much more annoying. <laughs> and then he died on it. It sounds about right. Well, anyway, that Trump thing would have been a segue had we already gone over what we're going to talk about. But we have to do that first. Oh yeah. So. Okay. So we're so this week's we're gonna have a quick um, update on the election. The first presidential debate um, occurred last Monday, um, and our last episode we'd already recorded, so we did not discuss it. But we're gonna talk about that and this garbage storm of an election. We're also gonna talk about um, a really light doc that um, Jack and I watched <laughs> on YouTube that we really urge you all. To watch, and then we're just going to talk about some other stuff. <laughs> Very loose, you know, loose lips shink, sink ships, you guys, so we're just taking it right. easy. Oh, wait, but before we talk about the election, I want to hear about this blackout night you had last night. Oh, my God, wait, okay, so yeah, full disclosure, I'm, I'm so hungover, Earth, um, I literally, I don't even know what happened last night, so... Um, one of my best friends, Seppo, um, is, who is visiting from London currently, and she is the weekend editor of Vice at the UK, or in, in the, UK, she, uh, the UK, She's a regular question asker on this. She program. is, yes. Um, Seppo Mokrena is a regular listener of the Good Friends podcast. She, um, asked us the follow-up question about anxiety from a couple episodes ago, I believe episode 61, um... So she's great, and she listens, and she is in town. 
And so yesterday, my editor at Vice, um, Zach Sokol, is he just started, he just opened this like um, art exhibit in this old U-Haul factory. Or I guess U-Haul gave him access to this um, to this space for a week, and him and three friends did some art in it. And it's now sort of like an art installation by appointment only. Everyone should go. Um, I'll pull up the address in a second, and everyone should definitely. Is it check called it out. by appointment only, or is it really by? No, it's called um, Eli and Sons. Okay. It's called Eli and Sons, and it's it's really it's pretty great. Um, he is doing a therapy performance um, art piece, kind of, and it's Ow. really it's really good. It's at um, five sixty two West Twenty Third Street, um, September thirtieth to October twenty third. It's almost running for about a month, and it's by appointment only. And it's really great. There's some art installations inside. There's some photography, and then there is a lot of sort of like spatial huh. work and like sound work. It's really cool. It's is great. It sec- is it like sexual art? Um, it's not sexual art, but I would say that art is inherently sexual. So yes, in a sense, um, everything is are vaginal. There, are there boners? Um, I certainly had one the minute I walked in, and it didn't go away for a while. <laughs> so you tell me. Tight, but it was. Gr- it's really good, and so he is the weekend editor at Vice in America, and he's my editor, and so we're you know we're very close. But he and Seppo, oh. who've never met are always G-chatting each other because they are both each other's, right. like, coast equivalent. So they never met either. So yesterday, basically, we all met for, like, the first time at this, like, gallery opening. Oh. And um, it was really fun. And I had, like, three Budweiser's, or Americas, as this as this box was called. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't get that, but moving on. I thought that that was, like, a permanent rebranding. I think it might have just been, like, a July 4th thing. but They usually do that. They do. I when like I every thought it was summer, a permanent they, like, rebranding. Yeah, I really couldn't believe it when I when I thought that they just called themselves America. I was like, this, I guess, is the American beer, but like, my god, that's so intense. So yeah. we went there and we met up. Seppo's two friends, um, other writers of the Guardian that she's known before she left the Guardian to go to Vice, were in town. One of them just moved here, so we literally were all hanging out, and then we went to a pub and like had like. I had, like, two beers, and then suddenly I had, like, a glass of Prosecco. Like, okay. And then we went to the trailer park bar in Chelsea, and I had, like, huh? three... Have you been there before? On, no. on, 20, on 23rd and 8th? You haven't? It's great. We should go next week. It's, like, a tiki trailer bar. It's, like, trash. It's so great. It's so, so good. They had a blood orange oh. margarita, of which I had three, like, sugar intake alert. And then oh. we, like... Met this, yeah, we got a picture of them. I was like, yikes. Like, I got one, and then we got a picture. I was like, okay. Spoiler, I walked out with my glass. Like, when we left, I, like, took, like, a, the leftover in a glass. Like, okay. Um, we met this, like, cute, these cute parents and, like, their daughter, and we were, like, talking with them, and, like, at oh, some no. point, like, blacked out, and we're, like, screaming about globalization with them, and I think that they might have been, like, secret Trump supporters, and the daughter's a Hillary supporter, because the whole time she was like, please, no, no, like, I couldn't tell. They were very sweet people, um, there's a segue that we can, we could have used, um, they literally are, they are, I think the, the consensus was that they are probably Trump supporters, but that their willingness to listen was atypical of a Trump supporter, was, like, was not typical of a Trump supporter. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Oh, Stop okay. the clock. <laughs> what? What? You were talking to these parents and what? 
Were they we're old? Were they out. our age? Did they have kids? They were, no, they, they, were kids? Like, uh, they were adults. They'd been married for 30 years. Okay. So cute. Jeff, um, he was so nice. He had the smile was so He was nice, but I he loved. was like, yeah, I don't know. He's like, black people I'm not so sure about. So, here, so here's the yeah. quote that we circulated like around Mexican, to try. not sure. Here's the quote we circulated to decide truth. They said that um, we're old, we're set in our ways, and we love our country. That was the one quote we remember. And I was like, uh, that what? sounds defensive. That sounds like the the ramblings of a Trump, Trump supporter. I don't know. We weren't. We're not sure because how they were you, so how did you, But how were you able to move past from that line? It did not come out that they were Trump people, like, until... I'll, I'll tell you how we're able to move the past. Conversation. The picture of literal blood orange margarita health. We were so, all so drunk. They were pretty drunk, too, honestly. No, actually, they were kind of sober, and we were just drunk. And, like, Seppo and her friend Ben were just, like, screaming about globalization while I was, like, melting in the corner. Like, literally, the scene was chaos for no reason. But oh. they were so charming and so sweet. And willing and to they were listen. Like, and they were also bitching about globalization? They, you know, well, what happened was that all, except for me, everyone here was from the UK. So they asked about Brexit. And then, like, the conversation around Brexit, um, when they were trying to explain what they think of Brexit, they used the analogy of Trump. And they just, the scapegoating of immigrants and just, like, the effect of globalization on, like, labor. And then it sort of, like, dovetailed and went out and, like, became, then went to, like, America. So it started with that. And then just, like, Well, someone should have explained to these people that, like, the whole reason globalization exists is because capitalists are the ones uh, making it go down, you know what I mean? Oh, it was touched on. 100% it was touched on. It was shrewd. It's because of people like Trump who, who have so much money that they need to not pay people enough money so they take their business outside of the United States. Right, exactly. To become a Trump, you basically have to, like create the scenario that makes a Trump for president even possible. So it's like a snake eating its own tail. Like, the only way to become a billionaire that can run the world is to basically, like, ruin it and create fissures like we're seeing. It's a a very complicated visual image. But also, like, they could... The parents were unable at first to see the parallels between Brexit and, like, the Trump anxiety. they They couldn't tell what was going on. But they were so willing to listen, and they were really kind and it was like what if only most trump supporters i mean these were like well educated this it was this was what was frightening and also what made it like bearable like these are very well educated people like their daughter goes to columbia law she also does not seem like the trump supporter but um you know they're from baltimore which i was interesting they you know they're just they're like a like a good middle class family that's like relatively educated but clearly just like on another tip. I don't know. But also, you know what? We were also really drunk and we're just assuming that they were Trump supporters and I wasn't really engaging the political talk because I like got a headache from thinking about it. Because it had been in the air. I would have gotten really defensive. (laughs) Wait, but that was something that was really funny. Like, they were so worried about offending uh, them, like the the UK people. And... We were so worried about offending. There was just so much, like, I'm not saying this to, like, I'm so sorry, it, like, it was just okay. so, so funny. It was a very Everyone's having scene. a good time, right. Everyone, you guys kind of like each other right off the bat. Yes, and we love each other Politics right off the bat. comes up. 
It's such a it's it's like a nuclear bomb in the middle of a good vibe. It's so annoying. Right. It's so like everyone annoying. wants to still have a good time, so they're like, I'm not saying this, and uh, like exactly. I'm not totally saying that you're like this, but but yeah, totally. Yeah. At one point, I literally remember okay. they were like, but don't you feel? And before they even finished, I like yelled at the waitress like another picture. Like I literally was like, I cannot handle. So after we finished that, we then like went to Barracuda, this gay bar in Chelsea. Um, which yeah. was, like, dimly lit and, like, very dark, but the DJ was obviously banging, and we, like, literally blacked out, like, walked out, and for some reason, except when I convinced everyone to go to Art Bar for, like, a last drink, like, fish is four, it was, like, 3 a.m., like, in what universe? And then we, like, walked all the way to Art Bar, and, like, I was, like, literally on the, like, face on the table, like, drinking water and a cider for no reason. It was so much, and then Gwilym lost his phone. It was a, Willem. it was a pretty, it was a nice, it was a divine shit show. But I woke up today just feeling like a um, dehydrated mango slice. Right. Did you, you know do any feeling. nose candy? No. <laughs> Although honestly, like if only like had engaged in an inebriant that would undo the alcohol. Yikes. Yeah. Sober me up, father. But no nose candy. We were just, like, alive to the world. I really think... It, I think the thing that did me in was that blood orange margarita. So sweet. True. True. Sugar is trouble. Plus, or, yeah. The, yeah. Who knows what they fucking put in those things, anyway. Yeah, that was not a freshly, sque- like, squeezed blood orange. I can tell you that much. Not in this world, chica. So that was my night. Well, um, okay. And today I've just been rotting, um... Cleaning, uh, Rula made me a delicious lunch because I couldn't move. I was, I'm not, I'm not sick hungover. She made me a turkey burger. It was really nice. Melted cheddar cheese, avocado. Are you sure she, did she make it or did she buy it and then pretend and then like plate it and act like <laughs> Or more like, did she make it for herself? And I was like, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Eats it. <laughs> That's me. I would. I really would. Um, I'm gonna send you a picture. We also made like a huge salad, and I got potato salad. I had to walk Nala this morning, like a moment. It was a moment. Yeah, dude. Why do you have to walk Nala? Um, Abby was not Nala is our dog for our listeners, and Abby was not home this morning. But oh she pays God. me every time. Abby every dog? single time. Yes. That dog is Abby's fucking dog, and if I were you, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna go walk Nala, and then I'd just tie her up outside, and then like go upstairs for two hours. Like, she's like, did you walk Nala? I'm like, in a sense, in a way. Yeah. She oh walks. She pays me. She knows better. She pays me every time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I made, like, literally, like, $100, like $100 for walking her, like, four times. Like, not bad, you should, increase your, you should start increasing your, your fees. I should, yeah. Next time I walk yeah. her, I'm going to send her a picture of me with, like, a knife to her throat. Like, 30 an hour. Like, oh, God. Like, escalation. It's a good negotiator. But... Yeah, anyway, oh, okay. yeah, um, I I don't hate dogs. I just don't need to chill with animals. Like hey. you do, you like I just don't. I just don't need an animal in my life. You know that's what I mean? Why you should get a, that's why cats, dude. You're such a cat person. I am a cat. Like I'm literally a cat. Cats don't <laughs> need. I always your, yeah. don't need what any love. They don't <laughs> need your acknowledgement or love or attention. Yeah. Oh my god, amazing. That's <laughs> perfect. They just leave you, alone, leave you alone, dude. Yeah, they really do. They're very demanding, and they're very just like, like very like sassy. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Every once in a while, they do, 
Every once in a while, they do use you. Yes, another thing I relate. I relate to cats. Right. That's a very cat move, stealing Rula's turkey burger. (laughs) That was a hypothetical. She really made me one. But that's a very cat move. A dog would be like, can I help you? And a cat is like, this is mine. Right. Those are, should I do animal impressions? Should I do an entire podcast? (laughs) Um, But anyway, so let's talk about the debate. The first presidential yeah, hey, debate. Did you uh, did you take the time to go back and watch Miss Universe's sex tape because it was in the news? And I know um, you're such I, a big sex tape connoisseur. I'm a huge sex tape connoisseur, but I actually didn't hear about this sex tape. Can you well, elaborate? You Wait, what's the story? You didn't see that tweet that he sent? Like, well, like, didn't Hillary reference the the Miss Universe him owning Miss Universe or whatever and that's why she br- he brought up the the, the woman that he's the woman's body yeah, yeah and he like made the comment about it but was there a sex tape too well no well no, there was a Miss Universe sex tape that that happened one year and they had to like strip her of the title and so oh, when yikes. he was up the other night tweeting at like 2am he like referenced the sex tape in a tweet <laughs> oh my god what did he say are you kidding I don't know yeah, I'll read it right now. Let me see. Please. It's easy to find. You just have to. You just have to search his his Twitter feed because he doesn't delete anything. He does delete things sometimes, though. Oh, does he really? Yeah, sometimes he will. If he like, if it's like totally contradicts something that he said before, he'll like actually delete. Oh, I didn't know that. My bad. Yeah. I didn't that. And it's almost I step like on anybody's toes. It's almost too rational for him. Okay, what did this idiot say? Oh my god, did Donald Trump sleep last night, dude? Okay, so anyway, Trump, this is uh, the night after the debate, uh, September 29th, at 10.16pm, mm-hmm. he's talking about how badly CNN, and then he calls it Clinton News Network, is doing in the ratings. Then, at 3.20 in the morning, he's tweeting about, anytime you see a story about me or my campaign saying, sources said, in quotes, do not believe it. They're not sources. They're just made up lies. So that's three twenty in the morning. Okay. Three twenty a.m. Like go to sleep, you lunatic. Then, then at five fourteen a.m. he tr- he tweets out, "Wow, Cricket Hillary was duped and used by my worst Miss You. Hillary floated her as a quote angel without checking her past, which is terrible." Okay, and then he says. Using Alicia M, who is the Miss Universe that he referenced in the earlier tweet. Okay. He says, he says using Alicia M in the debate as a paragon of virtue just shows that Crooked Hillary suffers from, quote, or no, from all caps, BAD JUDGMENT! Hillary was set up by a con. Then, the sex tape reference. Did Crooked Hillary help disgusting, in parentheses, check out sex tape and past? Oh Alicia my God. M... <laughs> because oh my god! A citizen. Yo, <laughs> I can't. I'm like, what on earth? Why? He also like his tweets are like incoherent. Like this is his like his platform that he, you know, the, his use of Twitter is the thing that is one of the things that makes this like election so insane. It is like truly like define. It's like a defining element of this election, and yet it's still completely incomprehensible. He doesn't right. even try to put full sentences together. Wait, so did this? So this? What is this? What does this Miss Universe thing have to do with anything? Like, I literally don't well, give a shit. Like, I don't understand 
What is Hillary yeah. talking about? Like, what is he talking about? Like, why does it matter? Hillary was talking about her because uh, it, it's a woman that Trump disparaged and stuff, and she has okay. gone on to become, like, an American citizen, right? And, like, gone to school and, like, made okay. a pretty good life for herself. And her point would be, like, don't judge. I think don't judge. The, the, the reason she's bringing her out and that she's, like, a voter, a Latina voter. Right, bring him up, bring him out. And he's like, well, she's fat! Like, literally. Right. She's fat, she's a sex tape. My God. How did you think he did on the debate? During the debates? Did you watch? No, I watched... I uh, I, I was like, I, I couldn't watch that. I was too, too... I would have been too anxious. It was... It's, an, it's um, a long... It's a long time to watch what is a ticking time bomb. The tension yeah, is really were, intense. And you were, like, doing it in front of cameras. You were on, like, HuffPo Live, right? I was. I was on Huffington Post Live this Monday during the debates, me and a panel of, like, three other, like, millennial millennials in media, and we discussed our predictions before and debriefed after, and then, like, they had us talking sort of during the debate at various moments, like, in and out, um, like, turning our mics on and off. And, yeah, it was really fun. It was really interesting, and it was a really funny way of, like, processing the theatricality of this whole election. <laughs> who had the best Trump... Who had the best Trump zinger? Anybody say a really good line about Trump? Was it you? Did you win? What was the best Trump zinger? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember because they also got us very drunk. <laughs> like, are you noticing oh, a theme? Okay. Am I an alcoholic? Um... Okay. I don't know. Honestly, the best zinger was was Hillary when she was like, "Yes, I prepared for this debate the same way I prepared to be president." Like, so I thought true. that was that was a good one. Um, I don't remember any any crazy zingers. Um, we did have a Trump supporter in the in the floor. Yes, we had a Trump supporter. We had um, which 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 millennial? Which millennial was it? The other guy. So there are two women and two guys. The other guy, who is not me, who was the Trump supporter. And he was like, yep. You know, that was the funny thing. So I did not know he was a Trump supporter until we pretty much got on stage. I had came, I came a little... It wasn't because it was a secret and they were hiding it. I arrived a little bit late. And everyone else knew. Like, I gathered that everyone else knew later because of, like, various comments they were making. Where they're like, I can't wait to, like, talk to you on air. And I was like, oh, um, And so I didn't know. And, you know... It was funny to... It was funny because he definitely believes in the things that he's saying. He's a fan... This guy was a fan of the wall. He... You know, he, he's... Tr- it's... It's it's the not wall. like a... He loves the wall. He loves the uh, wall. But at the same time, so I could feel that he was, like, turning it on. And I know that that's because the cameras are yeah, on and, like, so you know... Horrible. To observe is to, like, change that, which is being observed. So, I mean, that I get. But it was an interesting insight into what I think is, like, the reality of Trumpism, which is that people, it's, it feels both, like, yes, they're, yes, everyone is, like, backing his quote-unquote policy, like, people believe in what he's saying, but there's also just this sort of, like, childish thrill in being able to, like, articulate this insanity out loud. It feels like a kid learning a curse word, and it's... And that energy is being politicized, and so these people look like maniacs. But this dude was like a normal dude, and he 
was just sort of, he was turning something on. It was intentional. And, but even though it was also true, it wasn't a lie. You know, he wasn't faking it. But it was a really interesting insight into, I don't know, this and also these, these people that we met at that bar last night were really interesting examples. Because I've, I've interacted with so few Trump supporters, honestly. And, um, and I know that they come in a lot of different shades. Um, not skin tone, <laughs> but in personality. And... <laughs> I don't know. It was a really interesting. It was really. He was an interesting guy. He, oh, this I don't is know. The guy that you you did the IG loop with him. Yes, I did a boom. I did my first boomerang with him. My first boomerang ever <laughs> was this with a Trump supporter. Dude, was it a good you one? You guys look. You both look good, and this guy is a racist. Thank you. I know. Should I have got his number? Wait. Also, here's something crazy. He's dating a Clinton supporter. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. His girlfriend is like a diehard. Like how? How? I mean, Ann Coulter is married to a liberal, so what do I know? But, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a really interesting experience. It was really great. It was a fun. It was a, it was a really fun way to watch the, um, watch the first debate. And according to everyone, I was like winning up until like the very end for like the most, um, highest present for like the most comments or votes because basically they had us like wear a hashtag our name right. like a, a pin with our name on it and as we were commentating people who are watching there were like over 2,000 3,000 people at, at the highest point watched like tuned in um, like whoever had like the best comments people would like hashtag their name and like apparently I was winning at like by like 40% for like almost oh. the entire time and then the conversation well. changed to police brutality and um, Aquila who was uh, one of the panelists, like, obviously went in and was very articulate and, like, everything she was saying oh. was, like, really on point. Okay. And naturally, she, like, she got the last, she got the last word, so she won, but it's still... I was close. It wasn't, it wasn't because you started defending police brutality. Yeah, I, I mean, like, to be fair, I did start screaming Blue Lives Matter, which, like, maybe there's a correlation. Um, but, you know, also, side note, so I bared witness to a blue you know i i find that blue lives matter people are just as insidious and shocking to me as trump supporters like when i see them come out of the woodwork on my facebook i get a chill oh, and yeah, i'm seeing it on facebook i've seen some former high school mates of ours be blue lives matter folk and it blows my mind it blows yeah, my mind i mean that's i could see that being a it's a controversial issue it is a controversial issue, and, like, weirdly, a lot of people in our high school had, like, cop parents. Like, I know, like, I know, like, a good handful of people whose, like, family was, like, literally in law enforcement. So I get it, but I just feel like it's such a, it's so interesting to put that foot forward. It's just such a... It wasn't a thing until, it wasn't a thing until those cops got shot in Dallas. Ugh, I know. It's, yeah, it was not. But it's almost as when if that, that happened, was, that I don't know, their job... <laughs> To put themselves in the line of duty like that, like, I'm not going to get it. true. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. get it. Well, you're not, you're not wrong about that. I'm, I'm not, not wrong. wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you saying I am or I'm not? No, you're not. Oh, okay. I agree. I'm not wrong. Yeah, um, it is a tragedy. It is, like, definitely a tragedy. But, um... To quote the Joker from The Dark Knight, it's all part of the plan. So <laughs> there is there is a way to rationalize tragedy if you let it. But either way, so anyway, I did not win. But um, I will say this. Let me toot my horn for a hot quick second. Every one of the other people had crazy social media followings, verified on Twitter, like 10K, 15K, 20K followers. 
Um, and uh, backstage, they were all like cross promoting each other on their like social media platforms, like snapping each other. And I was like, I cannot be bothered to like get into like, any of this. Um, and I was beating all of them, and I feel really good about that. <laughs> that I didn't have a pre a, an audience predisposed to vote for me, and that I was still winning until the very end. That made me feel good. Probably just because people uh, like you. Yeah, I think people like me, and I think they, they agree that blue lives matter, thank God. Um, I think I was just saying what the people wanted to say. But it was really, this debate was, it was, it was really interesting. It was the first time that we saw Trump in, like, a long-form space. You know what I mean? Like, that was a full 90 minutes, no commercial breaks. And I think the thing that right. I was most worried about proved to actually not be true, which is, like, I thought that, like, that's just airtime for Trump to do what he does best, which is, like, showboat and, like, steal the air. But I actually felt like the Trump, like, the Trumpishness got really tired, like, very quickly. And that was surprising to me. I didn't expect that. Because, like, in well, the Republican debates, like, they're just, like, they're shot differently. There's a different energy. It's, like, more of a free-for-all. And, like, his zingers work better when there's just, like, he only needs, like, 10 seconds. But he had to, like, talk for, like, minutes at a time and, like... I actually didn't think he did that well. And I'm a, and I'm a pessimist about this election, so I'm, like, being serious when I say that. Well, plus, like, it feels like, yeah, in the Republican ones, it is kind of just a free-for-all, and he can just, like, be Trump and, like, make fun of people and not have to watch himself. He's trying to, like, appeal to a bigger base of voters, so it's, like, right for him to really be, like, let go and, like, just say whatever the fuck he wants, so... Right, totally, which is tough because that's, like, also the only thing he's good at. You know, that's the only thing that makes him notable. So he's having to play this tug of war, and it's just, like... And it proves to just be sort of boring. Like, you just can't really follow it, and I was so happy. Could you imagine if Trump, like, called... Just straight up called Hillary Clinton a bitch? Oh, my God. It feels like that's what he would do if it were, like, a Republican. You know, if it were, like... If Hillary was, like, a Republican and they had to do the big form thing, he would call her a bitch, and his, his... constituent or like the people who are his fans would probably be like hey, yeah yeah they would love- what would happen would there be would there be a real fallout or would it like what would that I be so. if he did that i think it would that would be next level i think i think so too because like a big voter block also in these in like the last election and this election and a lot of future elections are not just like hispanic voters but also like single women single women voters are like a really highly coveted demographic and they're like really important like they're pushing they're important in the economy and they're like actually like worth paying attention to statistically and like that would be all you would need to like push them out your range like so intense I wonder if he ever I wonder I wonder because you know he calls her awful things probably behind the scenes or maybe he doesn't maybe he doesn't even really hate her I don't know I don't know what to well, think of were, him weren't they like friends didn't, didn't like they were Didn't, friends. Like, Clintons go to Ivanka's wedding or something. Yes, yes, and people always use that as like an example of like, look, she's just as crooked as he is, and the only thing that it's really proof of is like, no, he like isn't even a Republican. Like he literally used to be a registered Democrat. Like this dude doesn't actually give a shit about any of this. Like it, it speaks more to like his flip flopping than it does to her like, like insidiousness. You know, it's so weird, but. Yeah, it was it was a very interesting, very interesting election. And very well, look, here's to here's to here's to the hope that Donald Trump, and his goddamned hateful ways, 
leave my timeline. Get off the TL. <laughs> you know he won't. You know that's the one place we'll never shake him. The TL? The TL. He's, he's Damn that's, it. that's his spot. He loves a good TL moment. Ugh, when's the next one? Can I even handle it? I, I the you know, after, on HuffPost Live, they asked who we thought won, and I said Trump, but I actually really don't think he did. I really do think Hillary did much better. Oh, yeah? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, definitely did. Which is, like, not what I expected. You gotta just wait and see what everyone else says, and then agree with what they say. Right, exactly. Basically, yeah. I was swayed by the media. But it just, yeah, basically. I don't That's know. What I do. So, yeah, I just go we'll and see what's on Reddit, and then I agree with Reddit. And agree with Reddit. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so our election pro tip, just agree with Reddit. Mm-hmm. Next, next year, the election should be Reddit should run. The Reddit robot should run. <laughs> Reddit Would robot. Vote. Reddit robot. Um, do we have anything else to say about the election, or should we move on to the really chill doc that we saw? <laughs> uh, I think I'm ready to just relax and... Kick turn back. your brain off a little. Yeah, open yeah, a corona. A little. Yeah, open a corona. Um, what else? Maybe. Kick off your yeah, shoes. Take off my shoes and take off my pants, maybe. Honestly, honestly take off your really pants. Cozy. This documentary that we watched was the equivalent of cucumbers on the eyes, face mask, pink bathrobe, sitting on a lawn chair, rose water mist. Like, it was a good ass time. And it's on YouTube, and it's called Open Secret, the, the secret history of Hollywood's, like, pedophilia ring. Oh, my fucking <laughs> God. This was the worst hour and a half of my life. It was so sad. It was so sad. It was so sad. We, first of all, we, I, oh, my God, literally, like, I was slack-jawed. I could not believe what I was watching. It was so upsetting, which I love. I love a grisly moment. Yeah, it was uh, depressing and uh, a slog to get through. Remember when I made you watch um, Whore's Glory with me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. It that was, was so awful. Tough. This one was also pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you can compare them because they're both so horrible. They're both, yeah. They're So, this documentary is basically about the um, predominance of, like, men in Hollywood... Like, I don't even know. How would you describe what this documentary is about? It's it's sort of, like, a very specific case study, but it's also about something larger, which is just people coming to Hollywood with high expectations being taken advantage of at a very young age by disgusting old men. Yeah, believe it or not, uh, pedophiles who work in Hollywood take advantage of kids looking to be actors. Shocker. Is the, is the gist. Yeah, shocker. Yeah. Real, real big surprise. Um, and we follow about four boys specifically, um, five stories, um, and especially related to this, like, early internet media startup called Den, which was essentially a website that was going to make original content, sort of the way, like, Netflix and stuff does, kind of, like, ahead of its time, but, like, original content and using these boys that they would film. And they would give them, like, shows and basically kind of creating, like, a Disney type of talent pool and right. using them to create content for this, like, weird-ass company. And this company has two adult, has three, like, people as the heads. Two of them are adults and one was, like, an 11-year-old boy. 
What was legitimately like an 18 or 17 year old kid? It was so weird. It was like Charles, 43. Like Mike, like 41. Jack, like 12. He's like the head of a company. It was uh, you. So that kid, actually, the kid who is like the 18 year old was in D2 Mighty Ducks. He was a child oh, was he? Mighty Ducks, yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, there are some celebrity cameos. Ben Savage, Corey Matthews of Boy Meets World fame, um, is in it for a second. Um, it just took, I mean, but it kind of, it, it, it's a fucking dark, dark, dark documentary because also one of the guys that they interview is like a manager, and at first you don't really know, uh, you don't really, he's like a child manager and he's talking about how long he's been doing it and stuff. And then you don't yeah, really he know, runs like the child corner of, of SAG AFRA. Yes. So he's in theory like helping them, but oh fuck! Like literally, what was your reaction? I was just like, this kid, this guy still works in with child actors. The absolute nightmare. Horrible. Ugh. Like the absolute nightmare. But the craziest moment was the um, appearance of filmmaker Brian Singer, who is like oh, yeah. a big part of this whole I don't even know what do you call it syndicate like basically at a certain point it becomes clear it's already clear that like so like what, what makes the documentary really good I think is that it it goes from like micro to macro like you see a couple small you follow two of the boys and how they connect to this like one guy specifically who brings them to Hollywood and like tries you know like wins the family's trust and like says that he's going to take care of the kids and, like, tries to bring them to Hollywood. But then you sort of, like, zoom out and you see how this is part of, like, a thing that happens all the time. These kids are brought to this house where there's parties where other kids are there all the time, like, other big wigs in Hollywood, including Brian Singer, which this is insane. Brian Singer is an Oscar-winning filmmaker. He wrote The Usual Suspects. He's, he, um, he's pretty much, like, he owns the, the, the X-Men yeah, franchise, X-Men which guy. is, like, a billion dollar franchise like this dude is like a very high power person in Hollywood and he's literally being like checked like name check like this is an open to quote the movie's title an open secret that like they ran a child pedophilia ring like these kids at like 11 to like 13 would be at these parties with these like old men like given alcohol like spiked with ecstasy would like wake up in beds like with these old men having been like literally like sexually assaulted it's so dark and then they would develop you know alcohol addiction there's a moment where you know you see some clips of Corey feldman in throughout and i think they interview i couldn't tell they only really interview him like once but then they bring up clips of other interviews he's done and him and and they talk about Corey Haim for a second and they're definitely like of that of that because Because this is also sort of the other thing that I think is kind of interesting is this happens all the time, but it is also, like, very telling about, like, a different era of Hollywood, like, child grooming, you know? Like, the idea of this sort of child star... I mean, it definitely still happens, but there was a moment in which, like, child stars were their own, like, industry. You know what I mean? Like, just, like, everyone who was, like, famous, you were seeing, like, from childhood, like, grow up. Not like Drew Barrymore, she, like, had her own elite thing going on, but... It felt something about it felt really dated and like it, it felt almost like you were watching the bedrock of like Hollywood 
make itself in front of you. It was so, it was like really gross. And Brian said, I, I cannot mean. get over it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just feels like well, this is like the building blocks of like how so much so, like Hollywood is made. So Brian Singer last year was implicated, not, well, he, he had a lawsuit brought against him by one of the guys who's in the documentary actually. Yes. Um, uh, this, the, the lawsuit like alleged that Singer was a part of this like network of dudes who would get like 17, 16, 17 year old boys to like come and like party with them and then eventually they would get like too much, they would get, they would get drunk and then sexually assault the boys. But the, the, the Gawker article, because they were like covering the story or whatever, the, the Gawker articles would always make it sound like the, the 17 or 18 year olds were like consensual. Right. Then, like watching this documentary made it seem like these kids are just like actors getting invited to like industry events. Right. And then they 100%. show up and it's like this like gay sex party. Right. Right. Like they come thinking it's like a networking event and literally like the first thing they're told is when the sun sets, no getting in the pool with shorts. Like wait, what on earth? Yeah. Like you have to be naked. If you have to be dark, naked. You have to go yeah, skinny dip. That's what it was. It wasn't even if you're gonna go swimming, it's like if you're gonna stay here you have to go skinny dipping. Like, my god, it was so grim. I just can't believe Brian Singer is allowed to keep working. Like, like I always knew that there were these rumors that Brian Singer was closeted. You know what I mean? Like, that I I knew. But Isn't he openly bisexual? I don't think there's anything open about him, to be honest. I don't think he's even bisexual. I think he's, like, gay. The other thing that I think is really interesting about the documentary is, like, it sort of, like, reminded me of the train of thought that people have in their bigotry towards gay people, which is, like, you know, statistically, you know, statistically, if you're sexually assaulted, or, like, not, um, if you're, um, what is it, like, molested um, at a young age, like, statistically, there's, like, a higher percentage that you will grow up to be a child molester, right? So, for, like, a lot of people who view, like, gay men as, like, as having, as being child molesters, pretty much, because they, I think, like, associate their gayness as the result of being molested. Like, it's, like, a full circle sort of, like, logic puzzle that obviously well, makes no sense. I mean, sense. that kind of fits in, that kind of fits in with your, the idea that it's, like, an old Hollywood thing, right? Right, right, right. I mean, like, like when I say me, old, it's gonna happen it's to you, gonna, kid! Exactly, right, right. And that's the other thing that you realize with that guy, the sag Asper guy, where there's a yeah. moment when they're, like, like, he's like, I don't really think anything we did was wrong. They're like, did this happen to you? He's like, oh, yeah, like, all the time. And it's like, oh, my barking barbell. Did you, like, did, yeah, did you see, did you see, uh, it's the same thing from, uh, uh, Spotlight. It's what? Say that again? Like, you know that movie Spotlight about the Catholic yes. priest doing this? Yeah. The, uh, what's her name? The, what's the Rachel the, McAdams. The le- Rachel McAdams' character goes to, like, interview this old priest. Oh, yeah, like, and he's like, yeah. And he's like, of course it happened. It happened to me. Right, right. <laughs> yes, it was totally like that. It's yeah. so weird. It's just, like, it's both, like, self-justifying. It's also, like, it's, like, it's not like it, it's not like I have sympathy, but it does, like, it's, like, a self-defense mechanism. You know what I mean? Like, totally. it's, like, you justify it so you can survive it. You know, it's, like, it's like that Joan Didion quote, like, we tell ourselves stories in order to live. Like, you tell yourself the story you need to tell yourself to survive, but it's like, there is a cost to when you tell that story, because then you justify an entire new r- way to think, like, a whole new rationale of, like, things that you do, and then you become, like, a monster. It's so intense. And none of these dudes are in jail. What about the one guy, one of the heads of Den, 
who literally is like, like on the director. Loose. Yes, yes, yes. Who's like ran away and like is now off the grid and like no one can find him. He like married some like young kid in the UK and like yeah. Oh my god! Actually, it's so oh, um, I think Vice ran a story about him a couple years ago. And oh really? That's like, sweet. Really? Yeah. If you like Google him, it'll come up. But anyway, so yeah, he's like apparently he's like living in Belgium and he's very sick very deathly <laughs> ill and no one talks to him anymore apparently really oh yeah. my god wait what was his name mark rector mark collins rector yikes wait it's i have to send this to an investigative report on him why can't i find it uh, probably because you're not hacking enough Oh my god, Mr. Robot, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Wait, Rector. Oh my god. We, like, literally live on air looking for this. Why the hell can't I find it? Um, oh, there's a BuzzFeed. There's a whole BuzzFeed thing. Yeah, BuzzFeed. Is that what you meant? Yeah, Not Vice. Father? I'm stressed out. Oh, I cannot wait to read the shit out of this. Um, but yeah, this documentary is gripping and grim and disgusting and so good. And it made... I mean, we're not going to do this, but it made me realize there are so many good documentaries on YouTube. Yeah, and the, but this one wasn't like a U, like a YouTuber doc. It was like a... Right, right. Yeah, yeah, no, it was like a documentary just hosted on YouTube. Like, right. um, right, yeah. It's, I remember when I was on my Jonestown kick, I was like losing my mind. I was like, these are totally. all available. I feel like I'm at a buffet. It's so good. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, uh, super dark and, um, wasn't at all comfortable watching, watching that. Yeah, Seppo had literally come over, and I, like, forced her to sit down and watch this with me while she was eating sushi. Yeah, sorry, Seppo. Yeah, she, like, arrived in America, and I'm like, guess what we're watching? But she and I used to, like, like, she and I engage in real darkness. Like, I remember there was, like, a few days where she, like, kept sleeping over, like, like, would sleep over, like, three days in a row, and we would wake up every morning and watch, like, a gnarly-ass episode of Intervention with our breakfast before we, like... (laughs) I think I told you that before. Where she'd be, like, cracking an egg, and I'd be like, heroin? And she's like, we did that already. And, like, I'm, like, searching for another one. She's like, pass me those leads. My favorite ones are when it's alcohol and the people are so alcoholic that they have to drink mouthwash. Oh, my God, yes. And they're, like, looking for anything with alcohol content. It's so brutal. Have you seen the intervention with, like, the girl who, like, who, like, what is it? Snorts, um, like, keyboard cleaner spray? Whatever you call that. It's, like, pressurized uh, air, pretty much. So she's really just doing, like, pop uh, I guess. Almost. But, uh, or not pop what's it called? What is that called? The thing that you... Uh, is it, it, whippets. Whippets, whippets, whippets. Um, it's so brutal. She, like, does it, and then she's like, I'm walking on sunshine. Like, literally, it was, like, a meme for a while. It was so weird. <laughs> I was like, the show has hit a new low. Watches three more. Um... So yeah, she and I love grimness. We always talk about our love of prosty docs. That's how we got into Horror's Glory. Uh, and so now we've moved on to pedo docs. Get into it. Yeah. Um, speaking of, next week we're going to try um, to... We're going to watch and try to talk about the new Netflix documentary, Amanda Knox. <laughs> which is about yeah. Amanda Knox. Yeah. So everyone, everyone should watch. was eventually acquitted of murder of double homicide in, in Italy. She was acquitted and then like the trial was real. I'm really curious because my my instinct is that she's innocent but there seems, seems to be just like the, Yeah. Your instinct it seems like what? 
Well, I, I was just going to say, it seems like the Italian courts, uh, they don't really have have their act together. Right, it just seems, yeah, it did, that's the other thing. So, it, I, to me, she's innocent, but also it seems like a failure of, like, the system. But ain't it always. So, hopefully this doc will illuminate the truth. It was released on Netflix yesterday, so everyone should watch it before our episode next week, because we will be doing the same thing. Uh, yeah. And everyone it should watch cold. Open Secret. Everyone should watch Open Secret on YouTube. Uh, also, it. it's really cold outside. What's that about? It's very like it's happening. <laughs> like fall, fall comes in like a rude ass neighbor knocking on the door. Like hi, so brutal. Um, I could use a little more sun with this chill, though. To be honest, um, I'm hoping it doesn't rain tomorrow. I'm attending the Meadows Music Festival to see. My man, Kanye West, so hopefully it won't be too cool. I'm sorry? I'm sorry, what was that? That's what you said. Oh, that impression felt rude and um, unwarranted. Well, I, mean, I would like an apology. Like. Hmm, I, well, interesting. I was you, so it's not like I was embellishing or anything. I will not be treated like a monster. <laughs> I'm sorry? Huh? That's just my What was that? Hmm. The problem is it's not too wrong. I think that's what's driving me most crazy. Well, I've I'm hearing it and I'm like, is this life. me? Ugh, I think it might. Is it going to rain? I think it might. I'm clear. You know what? Actually, I don't think... I think it might be just cloudy. Bitch, you better hope it doesn't rain. Last time okay. I tried to see Kanye West, the weather like ruined it. Okay, anyway, moving on. Great. Hey, listen. We have the same person for a good friend in Devil Tongue of the Week. We do. We do. We do. We do. <laughs> do you want to go for it? Yeah, you go for it. Please explain what the hell he's even doing. All right. Do, I, you, so, I don't even know what he's doing now. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Okay, so I have to. Okay. You have uh, to. So basically, our good friend of the week and Devil Tongue of the Week goes to the person most likely to flip and become a supervillain, Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon uh, Musk is insane. Like, do I love him or is he a lunatic? Yeah. So Musk, old Musky, old Musky man. Old Musket. Uh, old Musket. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, he's so dark. This headline I'm reading right now. Anyway, so <laughs> last week he 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 announced plans to. Uh, launched the first, like, Martian colonization, like, within six years. Okay. <laughs> A.K.A. send fucking people to Mars? Are you kidding me? Can he get a rocket off the ground first? No, he did. They did that. They Mission accomplished that. It only took them forever, but they eventually, like, landed it. Oh, where? <laughs> like, uh, where? Okay. Yeah, in a, in a simulation that they released uh, through Pixar. I feel like, the, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the footage is, like, a toilet paper, like, cardboard thing with, like, wings on it, like, damn, not, like, it's, like, a sweeted, fake-ass thing. Look, I love Elon Musk. I think he's, his, he is the, he's, like, where, he would need more Elon Musks, but I also am just, like, is any of this working? Like, what exactly, what exactly um, is the, the long-term plan here, like, I remember us watching a live launch. Do you remember this with the rocket? They were like, five, four, three, two, 
the rocket has been canceled. I was like, what on earth? Are you actually joking? And it was like the third try. And then the other week I like opened like the internet and literally it was like a picture of a rocket exploding. It was like, Elon Musk. I was like, I'm not even clicking this. Are you just assuming something went wrong? Yeah, and guess who loves him? Kanye. <laughs> I hope he talks about his Mars yeah, thing tomorrow. Yeah. Hopefully I mean, I love him. Uh, well, if you love Kanye, you should love Elon Musk. He's trying to get us... No, I love Elon. Musk. I'm saying I, oh, I love okay. Elon, but I'm just kind of like, what, like, what is he... I feel like he's just so... He, he seems like he has ADD to me. Like, I need a product... He hasn't given me given me a product that invests my trust in his vision of the future enough for me to then, like, follow his leap to literal Mars. Like, well, I'm seeing Tesla Teslas. I, okay, they're really tight, but, like, there's, there's like, mind the gap. Like, a Tesla is cute and looks like an Aston Martin. That doesn't mean I'm ready for him to send a human being to another planet. Like, what's going on? Okay, that's fair. Well, but look, also, dude, like, where's the, where's the cheaper Teslas? He promised. I mean, they got a, they're on back order. So I talked to some guy who ordered a Tesla. And he's, you did? He's, yeah, he ordered a Tesla, and he's number 67,000 on the wait list. So I think Get that, out of here. Are you yeah, serious? I don't think... I don't think they can pump them out quick enough. Number 67,000? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh. I'm going to get it by 2020. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Oh, like, my God. Okay. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> I'm so done. I'm so over it. I'm uh, literally over it. I'm literally going to be yeah. dead by then. I know it's only in a few years, but I'm ready to wrap this shit up. <laughs> I don't know about dead you. By then. 100%. I'm exhausted. Aren't you exhausted? So, People say life is so short, and I'm like, this is the longest thing. Wrap it up. Yeah. I'm depressed. So anyway, <laughs> apparently today he said uh, that the people colonizing Mars should be, quote, prepared to die. <laughs> oh my <laughs> fucking God! He's... <laughs> what? <laughs> what Wait, no. He's a villain. Oh my God. Oh my God. He is a super villain. Literally, his pull quote is prepared to die. <laughs> yeah. And everyone is like, I, I love that he's so forward leaning. Like, oh my God. He's going to hold well, like an orphanage hostage, and everyone's going to be like, this new yeah. internship he's launching is unbelievable. Like, look at like, these young kids working with him. Yeah, eventually, like, the Musk Foundation is going to, like, pull its funding from his stupid venture capitalism. And then he's right. going to, like, retreat to an underground lair, and then he's going to come back, like, ten years later, like, with yes. pale white skin and, like, really gross-looking physical deform de- deformations or something, you know? And he's 100%. Try to take over the world. 100%. He's going to... It's going to be, like, Steve Jobs, but with, like, a super villain's energy. Yeah. He's, he's going to come back Steve and Jobs. have... He's going to be evil Steve Jobs. He literally is going to come back and have, like, a bone to pick. Totally. Oh, yikes. Well, I'm still invested um, in what he does next. Like, whatever that may be. I'm down to go to Mars. Um, I don't really understand why. I don't want to be the one to die, though. You don't want to be the one to die. Yeah. Fair. Um, I don't know if I really want to die either, but um, I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever. I'm over it. Yeah. We should do a good friend space pilot program. Hmm, okay. Thoughts? Where we, like, go into space or what? Where we, um, yeah, 
let's just say that. Yeah, we're, we're going. So we're going to space. We'd like to announce that the good friends are going to space. We're doing our first live show on the moon. <laughs> well, so like, then you are a good candidate because you don't get. You just said you don't give a shit if you die. I literally don't. I think I am a good candidate. Should I apply? I think I'd be a really good candidate. Yeah. I mean, like, I send me up there. I'll report back. Um, I'll snap. As long as there's Wi-Fi, like, I'm seriously good. I think you'd be good. Yeah, I, I can't imagine there isn't Wi-Fi. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, look, you have a really great chance of being the most popular guy on the whole planet. Um, so, that is literally my dream. Yeah. You could be the that biggest feeling you have to go to Mars. Planet. I will. I'll, I'll be the <laughs> I'll be the Angelina Jolie of Mars. I'm gonna stick my leg out of my spacesuit, like she did with that one Oscar dress. <laughs> Thoughts? And immediately I'll die. <laughs> it's hot. Yeah, yeah, totally right. Because you released the air pressure in your suit. Your yeah, exactly. Like, oh god! <laughs> the second I land. I'm, like, holding, like, a withered picture of Angelina Jolie from Us Weekly, like, as, like, a reference point while I'm shriveling. Like, do you get what I was trying to do? Uh, oh, look God. at that picture. Look at this. Do you get it? Oh, like, literally. Um, yeah, so he's our devil tongue and our good friend. Uh, I've been looking at uh, housing in San Francisco. It's a really yes. expensive city. So I've heard. So I've heard. It's expensive, man. <laughs> yeah, what have you... Where have you been looking? What have you found? How is it looking? What about Oakland? Why going to San Francisco? <laughs> uh, we don't have any... I mean, we're still, like, young with no kids. It'd be fun. It, it would be fun. No, it's true. Is it really brutal? <laughs> uh, fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> if anyone has any hookups, please. Yeah, you should you should um you should ask around. Some people have worked their way into crazy leases that they can like hand over. Are you trying to live with anyone else or is this like married life? No. Married life. What what? So roommate? Me, Pam only. <laughs> my roommate is Pam, that's it. And who else? And that's it, the dog. Mm, I, I sense trouble. I think you need three more roommates. <laughs> God, it's so expensive. It's brutal. San Francisco's a tough place. We really urge stress. everyone to leave. Great one bedroom, tons of light. Okay, it's it says it's in Lower Knob Hill. It's really on okay. O'Farrell Street, which is pretty much the Tenderloin. Wait, I know, but okay. that's like, the Tenderloin's popping off. It's 575 square feet. Okay. Okay. The rent is two thousand four hundred fifty bucks per month. My God, in the tenderloin. Yeah. Dis. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's insane. Literally the tenderloin. I wasn't allowed to walk there when I was a kid. Jesus. No. This is the state yeah. of the world. Just, just go to Mars. Come with me to Mars. This looks like a pretty good place, actually. Yeah, I'll go to Mars. That's not bad. Will you come to Mars? Yeah, let's do it. It's cheaper okay, than let's San Francisco. do it. <laughs> we would like to announce that, yeah, it is cheaper than San Francisco. And you'll die there, just as you will in the Tenderloin, so the end right. result is also similar. <laughs> <laughs> no difference. Good fucking point. Um, okay, America, you should sign off. Yeah. Thanks we want to thank you for dying on Mars with us. 
and um, watch Amanda Knox on Netflix. That goes double for you, Jack. You have to watch it. I will. And um, it's going to be great. Um, and I hope that we find her guilty. And I hope that there's a lot of Nancy Grace. That's the other reason. I hope that yes. there's some Nancy oh. Grace. Please. Please. A cameo. A cameo. Yes. Yeah. And that's what we want. Even though she really was, what was the one that she was obsessed with? Uh, oh, it was, no, it was, um, oh my god, it was that Casey Anthony. Casey Anthony, right, so she was really invested in Casey Anthony, but I'm sure that she has a couple loud southern thoughts about Amanda oh, Knox. Please. Directors of it. the Amanda Knox documentary, I need, I need this. I need, like, well, the devil! Yeah. <laughs> I hope the opening credits scroll out of Nancy's mouth in a freeze frame like Star Wars. <laughs> and I hope that for every movie. <laughs> so this is the truth. But yeah, so everyone watch that. Thanks for listening. Um, Jack, you're back in the city, so I'm going to see you soon. Say hey. Yeah. Um, and God bless this country. And... and- be, be movie. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. La, 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 Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Run through the meadows, scare up the milking cows, run down the beach, kicking clouds of sand. Walk a windy weather day, feel your face blow away, stop and listen, love you.